where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. For the drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into the drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull here out at Twin Peaks where it's happy hour. And we had another Alex come by and say yeah. hello to us as well. So you guys remain. With his uh, lovely daughter, Lily. And Alex's, she was adorable. Alex's are killing it uh, here today mm-hmm. uh, and eating well at Twin Peaks where it's happy hour, 2 to 6, every weekday and from 10 to close. So come by and say hello to us uh, and enjoy getting the, uh, the chance to get yourself something to eat a drink. And, of course, we cannot recommend to you enough the Billionaire Bacon. Uh, out here uh dave the football schedule it is out Mm. the louisville schedule for next year it is out we already knew you had just the weeknight game uh against boston college and that's the only one yeah friday night 11 saturday games no thursday games no saturday games that that first dave do you take that as a sign of anything good or bad for louisville that we get 11 saturday games in just the single friday night game like, you mean, like, as far as what other people view? I love it. Because, like, every once in a while, like, a, a Thursday night game sprinkled in there is fine. But for me, like, I'm so just all about the culture of college football. I love tailgating so much. I think it's better for the fan base. You know, I, I think to have – and I hope a lot of these are 3.30 games. You know, I think that's the ideal time. I mean, every once in a while, a big game at night is great. Uh, a nooner, you know, for, a, for like, you know, the – the minor teams on the schedule, you know, for an Austin P. if you give me a nooner, that's not that big of a deal. Um, but for most of these games, I want a 330, I want a 330 kick. You know, and I think it's it, it's nice. It feels better that we don't have, like, four weeknight games. There's something about it I like, even if it has nothing to do with perception. There's just something about it that I like more. So here's uh, your schedule for next season, August 31st. Uh, they will open against Austin P. The following week, Jacksonville State, which five or ten years ago uh, would have been, I think, viewed one way. Good football team. Uh, but that, Louisville's going to have to earn that one. That, that that game is going to be, I think, something like the uh, the James Madison win, right? Mm-hmm. Where like they're they're just off their transition. But that turned out to be a a game Louisville really had to work for. Now they did. Not that they played well in that game, but like. You'd look at it, and the name James Madison thinks you think it's some sort of just like a raw right. kind of buy game, and they're actually quite good. Jacksonville State going to be uh, the same way. Louisville, then we're looking at a buy after two weeks. 
Uh, and then Georgia, Georgia Tech at home uh, the following Saturday, so September uh, 7th for Jacksonville State, a bye week, and then Georgia Tech September 21st, following, uh, followed by a trip to Notre Dame uh, in a, a very uh, home-heavy schedule early. Home against Austin Peay, home against Jacksonville State, bye week, home against Georgia Tech, your first road game September 28th at Notre Dame. It's a good uh, road game. That is, <laughs> first a, road game. It's a great road game. It's a great first road game. It's great to play them up there when it's not going to be miserable. Yeah. Uh, to, so to get a September trip up there is about ideal. It's an awesome road. Like it's it's a bit of a drive. It is. It's, they're going to be good this year. Get up there, but they're going to be good. It was a. I can't stress how fun it was to go up there and watch Reggie beat. Absolutely. Notre Dame, our first time playing in South yep. Bend. Uh, I think that's a road trip that a lot of Louisville fans will want to take. Uh, after Notre Dame on September 28th, you come home for SMU, which should actually be a pretty fun game. Uh, SMU is very good. They were pretty good, good this year. Pretty good uh, last year, and I think have had a pretty good year in the portal, and, uh, that, that sort of thing as well. Uh, then the annual trip, or the semi-annual trip to Virginia, which is never fun and never seems to go terribly well, uh, even like when they win. The yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Uh, then they come home for what should be, hopefully. Uh, maybe this is the year where the, the hype is what it is. Uh, but you get uh, the first real, I think, you look at the schedule and you're like, oh, that, that won't necessarily be fun. Miami at home, October 19th, and then six days later. So that's Saturday to the following Friday at Boston College. Uh, the only maybe upside to that is you get eight days before having to go to Clemson. So Miami at Boston College on six days, then at Clemson. That's, that looks like the toughest stretch on this schedule for sure. You want me to say it? Especially if Boston College is any good. You want me to say it? Boston College, classic trap game. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, At Clemson, that's November 2nd. Then another bye week, Dave. Yep. So another bye between Clemson. So that three-week stretch, you then at least get a bye week. Uh, Then you are at Stanford on the 16th, November 16th. Uh, Come home for Pitt on November 23rd, and then you are at Kentucky on November 30th. So a schedule that is heavy on home games in the warmer part of the schedule, yeah. uh, but then some tough trips on the road in the second half. Boston College, October 25th, that won't be great. It might be friends and family like it is sometimes there, but you know, a couple years ago went up there and got beat. Four uh, out of five games, four out of our last five games are on the road. At, I mean, right, in this schedule. So this is a, it is a home heavy in the first half, road heavy in the second half, uh, but you you don't go more than four or five weeks without a bye. So if you have some designs on you know, getting back to Charlotte and being a team that could play in the ACC championship game, you're going to get that bye week between Clemson and Stanford in uh, early November and then come back off of a bye week with a three-game stretch of at Stanford, home against Pitt at Kentucky to end the season, and then hopefully again uh, the following Saturday you're back in Charlotte. Anything, yeah. anything jump out at you here? Well, I mean, obviously the five out of seven – for the first games are at home. Four out of the last five on the road. Um, I mean, the, the, the Miami and Clemson games being separated by one, by Boston College in the middle. I mean, it's those are the stretches we're looking at, and obviously we end with Kentucky on the road. Um, I think it's a tougher schedule than this year, um, but I think it, it kind of ramps up nicely, if that makes uh, sense. You know, we don't start with the conference game. So even though uh, – it was Georgia Tech. They were an improved Georgia Tech team, uh, and they gave us a hell of a scare in our first game. You know, we, we didn't come out great, and we had to, to come back, obviously, yeah. and win that game. Um, it's always tough to open 
with a essentially a road conference game. So it's nice to see us kind of ramp up above Austin P and then Jacksonville State's a test. Um, but not the hardest, you know, team on our schedule. Um, and then you kind of ramp up to Georgia Tech and then go on the road to Notre Dame. Like, I feel like that's a nice four-week ramp up. You know, do you think we'll you... see Riley Leonard this time, or do you think we'll get injured before that game? It's <laughs> a great question. It feel, I feel bad answering that question. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like even I'm... worse asking that question. Okay, I, okay. <laughs> okay, so I'm glad that you, you caught that, Spencer. That's uh, one of those um, – I hope you pick up what I'm putting down here. Like I, I don't like that. I don't like having to make that prediction because it doesn't feel good to predict someone getting injured. No, I, I don't want to make that. You got to do it more like they might face Riley Leonard this time. He's had injury issues. Then it doesn't sound like you're like, and I, it's going to yeah. happen to him again. <laughs> not every, it you doesn't be political with right. your answer there. You know, yeah, you yeah. prone. There, see, that's that's better. That's more like it. Less like you're trying to like. Will it into existence? <laughs> yes, you're trying yeah. to like do all the guy. Yeah, an Spencer. I mean, that merely makes you sound like a bad guy. I'm just letting you know. I've been called worse <laughs> than a bad guy. <laughs> I will say it does not get any easier to see uh, the schedules uh, include Cal and Stanford and, and so SMU. Weird. SMU. They're f- listen to the schedule for SMU, uh, for which they will get no money. Don't forget. Mm-hmm. Basically, our our this is the the. The it's plot just, of Can't Buy Me Love. They want to rent us for yeah. our popularity. Which, I, hey. Look, they are Ronald Miller. If, if they do what they did last year and they ramp up a little bit this year and they, and they rise to the occasion, I am happy to be wrong about SMU. So here's what SMU's got. This, they, they open with UConn and BYU. Mm-hmm. Then they have a bye week. Then they face TCU, Florida State, Louisville. Back to back to back. And then another bye week to catch your breath. Listen to these spots. This is crazy. Stanford and Duke after that. Then another bye week. So three <laughs> bye weeks. That's a lot of bye weeks. A lot of bye weeks. But they play in the tw- they play that week zero. Okay. So August twenty uh, fourth for them. Uh, then they get. Uh, oh, there's a Kenny Payne joke in there somewhere. I, I, I don't. Like, I don't know where. <laughs> I, I'm not there yet, but we'll figure it out. Week zero. <laughs> uh, Boston College, Virginia, Cal to end their season. So not the worst. Uh, here's what Cal got. I don't. That's well, their a, last five games are Boston College, Virginia, Cal. What were the two before that? Duke, Duke and Pitt. So SMU joined the league, and they did get Florida State, but they didn't get Clemson. They didn't get Miami. <laughs> yeah, they got Florida State and Louisville. Yeah, I mean, we, right. the two the two championship game and uh, participants. Yeah. NC State. Uh, for Cal, it, the, this is a California somebody. Uh, I can't tell who that that logo is, but it's an FCS team. Uh, Auburn, uh, then San Diego State. Florida State, bye week, Miami, Pitt, NC State, Oregon State, bye oh. week, Wake Forest, Syracuse, Stanford, SMU. So the f- they get the first two-thirds. They play Auburn, San Diego State, Florida State, Miami, Pitt, and NC State, and Oregon State all in the first eight, nine weeks uh, of the season. And then who's left? Uh, Stanford. So Stanford, uh, they've got TCU. So TCU plays all these guys. TCU plays. That first one was UC Davis, by the way. Okay, there we go. Uh, so they play TCU and then another one of these, Cal Poly, I guess that's probably who that is. Uh, and then for Stanford, then a bye. Then it's Syracuse, Clemson, Virginia Tech, Notre Dame, SMU, Wake Forest, NC State. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games in a row with no bye. <laughs> and then another bye week, and they end with Louisville and Cal. 
Uh, and then uh, San Jose State at the very end uh, for Stanford. So none of them got overwhelmingly great or terrible schedules, uh, which is just about what I predicted. Uh, very quickly, just to look at, at Florida State's, uh, they've got Boston College on Labor Day. So that's Monday, September 2nd, instead of August 31st, like everybody else for that first weekend. Uh, Georgia Tech in Ireland, I think. Could be wrong, but I think. Yeah, and that's then, the week zero game. Right, and then Boston College the following uh, week on Labor Day evening. So two pretty prominent ones up for them. A bye week and then Memphis, Cal, and SMU. So they got Cal and SMU on <laughs> schedule uh, as well. Uh, then Clemson. So Cal, SMU, Clemson, bye week, Duke, Miami, North Carolina, Notre Dame for Florida State. So they – then uh, a bye week, a bye game in Florida uh, to end the season. So they, it doesn't look like they really stuck it to them too terribly. No, they have Cal, I mean, Cal's at home. They only, they have to travel to SMU, but Cal's at home. So it's not that – I don't know. I'm trying to that. look at the schedule to see if there's anybody else. So Florida State closes with three straight technically non-conference games because Notre Dame's not considered ACC opponent for this exercise. Right. And then the bye game in Florida. So they will know – if they've secured a for spot, a month. yeah. If they secure a spot in the ACC title game by early November, if they're undefeated, assuming they, yeah, and the tiebreakers work out their favor, they could, yeah, they they could have it clinched by the time that they early November, which would give them plenty of time to try and find another quarterback <laughs> if anything <laughs> were to happen. They would have all that time uh, to try and figure something out. And I'm trying to look, Dave, uh, at the schedule. If anybody, if it looks like anyone else. Got uh, a horrible stretch of games, pro or con. I mean, for some schools, you kind of can't help it. But, like, with Boston College, not great for them that their non-conference matchups include Missouri and Michigan State who yeah. I, uh, and Western Kentucky. Who Like, what are you doing, Boston College? <laughs> like, your Boston College, chill out a little bit with the schedule. Just a little bit. Uh, chill out just uh, a little bit. Clemson, not much easier. Clemson opens with freaking Georgia in Atlanta. And then plays App State the following week. I don't know who is advising them, although it's Clemson. NC State, Florida State, Wake Forest, Virginia, and then Louisville, Virginia Tech, Pitt. That's uh, a bye game. And then South Carolina uh, to end the schedule. So not a great, not an easy schedule for Dabo either at all. No. I mean, I'm looking at Florida State's again. And they do, I mean, they have Clemson, Miami, North Carolina, Notre Dame, and I don't know the stinking corpse of Florida at the end, but like that's it's a relatively good schedule there. Let's break it down into uh, to thirds. You get the first four games: Austin P, Jacksonville State, a, a week off, and then Georgia Tech and at Notre Dame. It's a great open. You want to be three and one and hope to be four and zero. Oh? Yeah. Like you can still work. You can still do everything you want to do at three and one. Say you lose that game at Notre Dame. Uh, but you can't be anything other than three and one. Can't be less than three and one uh, with uh, a loss at Notre Dame. At that point, you haven't lost an ACC game, and you might bank on perhaps or hopefully Jacksonville State actually turning out to be a one of those quiet uh, resume bolstering wins you get in basketball sometimes, right. where you're like you beat that team in a bye game and then they go and win their league and they turned out to be pretty good. You know, the sort of the the secret sauce of the old uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Patino would never. Uh, yes. Patino would uh, really got good at, at manipulating Figuring that, out and who not those scheduling were. people under basically two hundred. So you want to be three and one. You'd like to be four and zero. Oh, I don't think anybody's afraid of Notre Dame, uh, but you'd like that. And then the next stretch, I think you're looking at trying to do it again. 
uh, SMU at Virginia, Miami at Boston College. Uh, you let's go three and one and hope to be four and zero. Oh. I think you can. Worst case, you're five and three through the first eight games. Could be six and two. Would really like to be seven and one or eight. No, uh, Boston College is a trap game, Mark. Well, you're saying that, understandably, because the then you get into your last four games. I'm just getting them in. Does nobody believe in the U? Thousand times. Are we just going to be that where you don't believe in the U at all? So it's an automatic dub right now. I'm saying that no. I think in that quadrant of games, you, they could lose. That's the one you could lose. Yeah. Uh, I'm and we're calling Boston College a trap game because it's between Miami, Miami and Clemson. Clemson. Right. Yeah. The the I think the the best part about it is at least that it's. The schedule is funky. It is your one weeknight game, the game at Boston College. So you get eight days to get ready for Clemson. Maybe just the mixing up of the schedule sort of keeps you from just checking out uh, for one that gets stuck there in the middle. So you're looking at your last four games at Clemson, at Stanford, Pitt, at Kentucky. I look at that, Dave, and say again, I want to go 3-1. and Would really, really like to go 4-0. and And if you go the right threes and ones, you know, in these different segments of your schedule, I think you are right back in Charlotte. If you lose to Notre Dame and Kentucky, that'll be freaking annoying. Don't get me wrong. But you're going back to Charlotte if you do that. Yeah. If you go nine and three and lose in those, that's two of your losses and you just say lose to Miami or something or just lose at Clemson, which there isn't any shame in as much as we'd like to get that monkey off our back. It won't take a Herculean effort to be nine and three or better again, even with a schedule that we agree is harder than a year ago. Yeah, it's more difficult than last year, but it's not it's not unattainable, especially with the work we've done in the portal. And I feel like we're we're going to be in a situation that uh, I think we're going to be amongst the best teams in the league, and we're going to be fighting for a spot in in Charlotte again. Um, but it's going to be a tough closing kick there from Miami on. You know, it's. BC on the road is, is you know, it's you should win the game. But, again, it's going to be a Friday night uh, in the buzzing electric atmosphere of Chestnut Hill. <laughs> I don't know. They might have, like, a symposium on robotics or something that night. And we, we may I not mean, see anybody. It stinks when you when there's a, a sparse crowd and you can just, like, hear individual oh, fans. Yeah. But sometimes it creates opportunities for great comedy like the other night when Louisville played at Clemson, the women, mm-hmm. there was a fan sitting very close to one of the floor mics who every time Louisville shot free throws would just scream, stop making it, <laughs> which is hilarious uh, and very funny. I'm glad the floor mic could pick it up, but that's the sort of thing you can get with those oh, Boston it. College type crowds. Right. And you're just like, hey, Ricky, get me a beer. And you're like, all right, well, <laughs> or is it, hey, Ricky, get me a beer. You know, it's more closer to that than. The, the other thing to look at, I think, in looking at the ACC schedule that's been released, uh, several opponents get a bye before Louisville. Yeah. That's not great. Clemson is one of them. Conspiracy. So Clemson gets a bye before Louisville, and Stanford gets a bye uh, before Louisville. But That then, shouldn't be but a problem. But we both have a bye that week with Stanford, <laughs> though, so that kind of cancels out. Yeah, Fair enough. Better not be a problem. Uh, on the other hand, there are several opponents who get decent. Like Louisville might get them in a good spot. Uh, I mentioned Stanford has a bye uh, the week before they play uh, Louisville, but SMU gets TCU and Florida State then Louisville. <laughs> so like that's not pleasant for them. Pitt, it's uh, a stretch of games: Syracuse, SMU, Virginia, and then Clemson, Louisville. So they're going to get. Who was that? That was Pitt. That was Pitt. Yeah. So Pitt. 
you know, they're going to get uh, Pitt in a stretch of five weeks with no bye, uh, and after they play Clemson. So that's not great for Pitt. Uh, Miami has a bye before they play Louisville, but it's the week before they play Florida State. Does that matter? We'll see. Uh, with with Georgia Tech, they play VMI the week before, so not much of a factor there. Uh, I mentioned that Clemson gets a bye week before Louisville, and then Boston College. It's on. It's short on six days when they when Louisville plays them. They play Virginia Tech the week before. So, so so. Uh, for what it's uh, worth, neutral. it doesn't feel like anybody, it doesn't look to me like anyone obviously just got the screw job put to them. No. I, I, it doesn't as seem much like as I wanted it to. It seemed like amongst the teams that we think are relevant. Like I didn't, Did we go through NC State's schedule? I don't remember if we did. NC State's schedule, we have, we have not. Yeah. Uh, they start with Western Carolina, and have. then they play Tennessee in Charlotte uh, in, uh, on September 7th, excuse me. And then they got uh, Louisiana Tech, Clemson. Now, NC State has a long stretch to start the season without bye weeks, really. So they got Western Carolina, Tennessee, Louisiana Tech, Clemson, Northern Illinois, Wake Forest, Syracuse, Cal. All of those uh, before they get their first bye. Then Stanford, Duke, and another bye. Then they finish with Georgia Tech, North Carolina. So that's not tough for them either. Yeah. They have a chance. I think NC State does. To do what Louisville did. To be that did, team. Yeah. To just don't blow anything that you shouldn't with your schedule, and you'll make it because it's just going to be harder for others. And steal one against Tennessee, and maybe you can have Please for the, us. Uh, and you can have the uh, the early season hype that Louisville got with their win over Notre Dame. I mean, that's that should be their goal. You know, and I, I saw them uh, theorizing last night, some of my, my NC State follows, what the possible – schedule might be and, and and then they rolled out the actual one this morning and i don't know they seem to to be pretty optimistic about next year you know they did some good work in the portal um there's still a large section of their fan base this is not like their head coach <laughs> but we'll see huh we'll see next year i don't know i like what i like it i like the way it sets up at some point we're gonna have to beat clemson i know we don't have to to make it right. charlotte but at some point we're gonna have to get that monkey off our back uh are you? Do you feel like you're in position to try to set some outer bounds here? Like a texture wants to know, like, what do you feel like best case, worst case is just looking at the schedule? Uh, I say they could go 12-0. Like, I think they can win all yeah. – they can win all the games. Uh, I don't know that they necessarily will, but I think they can. I think it's possible for sure. It's not some pipe dream. I think how could you think of it that way after this season? You know, when you beat Notre Dame and, quite frankly – we're in position like the pit game was a was a you laid an egg, but you're in position to beat Kentucky and didn't, uh, and qu- just played a, a did not play well against Florida State, you know, and, and obviously we weren't at full strength, um, but like to pretend like it's it's a wild notion that we could go undefeated after this past season is crazy, you know. I don't, it's it's we're not saying it's likely, we're not saying it's, we're not predicting it, uh, but it's. Uh, it's uh, it's definitely on the table. I think best case scenario, worst case scenario, eight and four, eight and four. Yeah, is what I was thinking. Yeah, like, like that's that's what that's exactly where I'm at. I th- yeah. I, I could see that, uh, but that's I think a wide range. I think you I mean, break this into range. three and one uh, quadrants, and you, you most likely go nine and three, and maybe overachieve uh, a little bit again. I'm. 
But I, I want to like take it down a notch because over, overachieve is, is stronger than I'm trying to say because I, th I think the expectations can be a little higher than that. Uh, but I, I think any, like 9-3 and three or better could get you back to Charlotte again, again, with, with the way that Louisville's schedule yeah. works out. There just aren't a lot of crazy series of games that you dread on there uh, to where maybe you can sort of do the like that emotional marathon of a whole season. There's fewer opportunities to, to sort of get caught up in something. Yeah, I mean, it, it's um, it's so much harder, I think, these days to to predict your season record or with confidence, like down to the number, without seeing the team on on the field. I mean, we might change our perception greatly after one week or two, you know. And and with the amount of roster turnover there is this year or year to year, um, is uh, is just makes these type of things impossible. Like I said, Phil Steele's job's impossible. <laughs> I don't know how he does it anymore. Off the top of your head, Texture wants to know before we go to the phones here, which game do you think the Brom game is? And I love that that's already a category, uh, but for those of you who maybe who don't know, uh, that's the game that they lose inexplicably because Jeff's uh, impo wound impossibly tight, and, and then that one, it doesn't land right. Purdue always had one. Uh, and Louisville typically has had one, too. Last year it was the Pitt game, unquestionably. I look at the schedule, and it screams at Boston College. Yeah, the trap game, as I keep tongue-in-cheek, but also kind of seriously saying. Uh, Boston College, wouldn't it be awful if we wouldn't beat Notre Dame again and then come home and lose to SMU? <laughs> you know, the, the <laughs> school gosh, that I've just been be making awful. fun of uh, over and over again. I just uh, <sighs> Who's going to be it. the first one to lose – to one of SMU, Cal, or Stanford. I have to look at the schedules again. And get clowned by everybody else. But here's the thing. like SMU was pretty good last year, and I think they're going to beat some teams next year. Cal wasn't as bad as they were supposed to be. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, somebody's going to lose to one of them academic schools, and it's going to be embarrassing. <laughs> this be conference us. is full of those It'll schools. Probably be us, yeah. And shut up, Spencer. It doesn't need to be us. I don't need to watch it be us. Yeah, no. You don't put that evil on me, Ricky well, Bobby. You were asking, like, where's this random Brom game going to be? And it, it could be the Palo Alto game late in the year at Stanford. Is, that is fair. You did ask the question. I mean, listen, uh, we <laughs> we had – he came on. I was like, they called the stadium the library. Remember yeah. that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he told us that's what they call their own stadium. So, yes, it. I guess, like, the um, – like a weirdly quiet, sparsely attended game kind of late in the season, and they just sort of go to sleep without realizing it? Okay. I guess I could see that. Somebody's there, like, doing their calculus homework. or Dude, there's nothing. I, I look for it every time, every year in the NCAA tournament. Somebody sitting close to the court reading a book. Reading I look book. for it every yep. time. Yep. And you ask yourself, like, are you, were you dragged there, or are you reading a book, like, waiting for your team's game? Like, what is it? What's, what's the story there? Or... That must be a really good book. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm sure to say that. <laughs> or it's the basketball version of Connor Stallion, and he's uh, he's down there re uh, faking reading a book. He's, he's really like Phil Jackson, one of his he's many like, autobiographies. That's right, and he's he's listening to the uh, the opposing team's huddle. By the way, a texture suggests that it's Miami that will be the first uh, to lose to one oh. of the the, uh, the new. Uh, fellas, they do. They do like losing to bad teams. They they got Florida, Florida A and M, Ball State, South Florida. So a lot of 
that stuff. They're like the uh, Mark Stoops of Florida, all these other Florida schools. Uh, then Virginia Tech, then Cal, right before their bye week. So there's no telling where things might have gone wrong or who might be the quarterback by that point. So Virginia Tech <laughs> from Miami. I can already see the score. Virginia Tech's going to lose to one of those schools for sure. You can already feel it. I I, I have to give the ACC some credit. The ske- like you don't it, have to. it looks like they. I do actually have to hand it to them, Dave. I'm sorry. It they're pretty fair to, to everybody. No stretch of games just seems to to seem like either it was constructed on purpose, you know, or, or some kind of giant problem. Although asking Stanford to go Syracuse, who I think probably going to be decent this year, with some of their yeah, we'll portal see. work. Syracuse, Clemson, Virginia Tech, Notre Dame, SMU, Wake Forest, NC State, and then a bye week in Louisville. That's not great. Yeah, but I mean, it's some half those schools aren't going to be even in the top half of the ACC. I think this year, like that's the thing. Like I, I, I don't know if we can predict that success year to year. I mean, how do we feel about Wake next year? I don't feel about Wake next year. That's all. what I'm saying. So yes. why do we care? Like that, you got to play the teams on your schedule, and I don't know if if half those teams really ring a bell for me. You know, it's – I don't know how good Clemson's going to be. I don't know. Yeah. I just – We'll know right away because they open with Georgia. Right. <laughs> well, that – I don't think that's going to tell us anything because Georgia's going to ring a lot of people's bells per usual. Georgia can beat them by six touchdowns, and, and I still won't know if they're going to win the ACC or not. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, Mer- just, Morgan got blasted by Georgia a couple years ago. Dan right. Ring's first game, and it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Like, that's – that's the thing. Like, Georgia, Kirby Smart's got it rolling. They're going to come out playing better probably in week one than anybody else. Um, and I don't have any faith in what Dabo's doing right now. So I personally think Dabo I, – I would almost go as far as to say is I don't think Clemson's going to finish in the top five of the ACC again. I'll let's, say top four for sure. Let's get uh, Alex in here before we take our last break. Alex, welcome into the drive on Thunderball. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, guys? So here's, here's how I think we should predict a win or a loss. What – what game is it going to rain in? Uh, and then what game are the referees not going to call any penalties at all? That's, that's, how, that's how we're going to predict right. which, uh, which one we're going to Pittsburgh lose. was two for two on that. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, uh, honestly, I'm, I, I think the schedule, schedule sounds nice. I think we uh, – I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I am excited about uh, football season. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, did you guys see Oklahoma's? schedule in the for the first time in the SNC. I haven't seen it yet, no. Okay, you guys should look at it cuz it's horrible. Like they have everybody that's good. But uh but yeah, but thank you guys all this. Appreciate it, Alex. Yeah, the, the, yeah, I picked the rain game. Well, that's the interesting thing about your schedule uh is the, they got a bunch of late in the season road games. There there are opportunities unfortunately for weather shenanigans. I mean, you have to play these road games. The freaking Kentucky game could be one of them. There's always uh, potential for weather shenanigans in the state of Kentucky, the city of Louisville. By the way, just uh, to uh, to follow up on what Alex said, uh, Oklahoma's schedule for next year, uh, Temple, Houston, Tulane, not not easy in the non-conference at all, Uh, and then Tennessee, Auburn, Texas, South Carolina, Ole Miss, Maine, Missouri, Alabama, LSU. Yeah. yeah. The, they get everybody but They Georgia. get baptized. Yes, that's exactly what yeah. they get. LSU, Alabama. Tennessee. 
Auburn. Oh, shoot, Alabama. They didn't give them A&M also. Good Lord. Welcome. And they don't have – yeah, they do. Okay, yeah. Texas on October 12th. Good Lord. Can always be worse. That's right. <laughs> as far as like, like- – as far as like which which game the referees aren't going to call anything, I my heart would be inclined to one of the North Carolina schools uh, as the most <laughs> like all, in particular Wake, but they don't play them. So see, we had we had multiple games last year where it just seemed like the referees, and this is not blaming the refs for the loss, but they were because we should have adjusted at some point. But the ACC championship game and the Pitt game in particular. They just were determined to not call a PI. That's right. Uh, on the defenders, just murdering Jamari Thrash, and that 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 was a massive issue in both of those games. But at some point, the third time you throw it up to Jamari Thrash, like just hoping for a flag, and Devonshire's pulling him to the ground, they're not going to call it. You got to do something else. But um, ACC refs, man, that's what we do. That's what we do in this conference. All right, let's go ahead and take our last break here from Twin Peaks where it is still uh, happy hours to come by, uh, take advantage of that 2 to 6 every weekday uh, if you get on in here. We'll go ahead and take our last break come right back on The Drive on 93 on The Ville. We'll be right back. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash careanywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. You're listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Ennis. And Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull, out here at Twin Peaks, where it's still happy hour. Uh, So come by like a number of you have uh, here and say hello uh, to us. Get yourself something to eat, get a beer. Uh, get uh, the billionaire bacon. We are. We sound like we own stock in billionaire bacon. But no, it's I only endorse things that I believe I, in. Okay. Listen, I'm telling you. I, yes, that's exactly right. That's a hundred percent right. Folks, I want to tell you about my friends at FanDuel. When it comes to the NFL playoffs, you've got to win one game at a time. But when you bet the NFL playoffs on FanDuel, one game can mean a lot of wins. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, has all your favorite bets like the money line and the spread, plus all sorts of prop bets. I know this weekend I will be parlaying the two games, Detroit money line, Baltimore money line, probably just both. Uh, I don't like messing with the spreads when it's playoffs, if I, if I can stand it. And right now, every day there's an NFL playoff game. FanDuel is giving all customers a no-sweat same-game parlay. That means when you combine all your bets for a chance at a bigger payday, you'll get bonus bets back if your same-game parlay doesn't win. Just visit FanDuel.com biscuit if you don't already have an account. 
Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Must be 21 and over and present in Kentucky. Minimum three-leg parlay required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets, which expire seven days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 81-50-93-9 is the number. Uh, if you want to get in here, a number of texters suggesting the Stanford is the place where I would find someone reading Moby Dick at the game. <laughs> But not Watership I Down, right? I so. That's right. We're, yeah, we're not reading that. I think the w- that listeners is. were really, like, a little disturbed that you didn't read Watership Down as a child. I didn't. Okay, listen, I didn't grow up a big reader. It was an adult on And I was a huge reader when I was a kid. And I, I wasn't. So I, I right now don't know a thing about what Watership Down is. But you said Pip, which was actually, like, when you said it, I was like, I think that. And the listener was like, no, there's a Pipkin. Well, in that case, that's what I meant. That's right. It's rabbit. No, I've never. I, I don't. Know. I don't remember the plot at all. Okay. When I was for, like, I read it. Thir- dude, I read it thirty years ago. I'm gonna read it this weekend. You should. Like, how you, many you, pages? How many? What are we talking? I don't know. A couple hundred. You'll be fine. Yeah, it's okay. But it's <laughs> it's about you remember it right? Yeah, it's about rabbits. It's about rabbits. Super good radio when you talk to somebody not on the show. Yeah, so, Even sorry. if it's Coach Lieberman. <laughs> Coach Mark Lieberman is here with us, everybody. He because came he here too as a fan of the bacon. Specific, specifically for the billionaire bacon. We are not overselling this. Okay, it's incredible. We've had actual <laughs> testimonials here. That's right. uh, we today. have testimonials. Don't get me yelling about the bacon again. Was there, very quickly, was, was there anything else out of last night that was encouraging to you? <laughs> no, no. I'm sorry, that's not. What, no, look, I enjoy watching the uh, up. Several, several of the players, I think, have. I would have approached have, it totally differently if I knew you were just going to be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> several of the players have, have I think, uh, nice offensive skill sets. And I think that they play hard on offense, uh, but they are, like I said earlier, they just even if they play hard on defense, it, they don't. They're not going. They're not doing the right thing, so it doesn't really matter if you're going hard in the wrong direction, you know. So, but offensively, like some of those guys are really fun to watch, and it's been a lot of fun watching Brandon Huntley Hatfield blossom on the offensive end. I think he's a force in the paint against. I mean, last night he was playing against talented players. Filipowski is one of the best players in the country. By the way, earlier I was like, Filipowski didn't blow me away. He had like 17 and 15 last night. But he, he, still, got, he didn't blow me away. He got a lot of that in the last 10, 12 minutes, too. Just, like, didn't he? He, he? he had three points in the first half, I think. Like I thought he was, he was Maybe I'm getting right. that wrong. I, I thought just, that was right. He didn't blow me away. I'm sorry. He just, that, I'm not going to back off of that. But what I, what I, what, and what Coach is saying right now is what I said to you at halftime was or actually, to, I'm sorry, it was to the Duke fan that was sitting next to my dad. When I had to, By the way, I got a text message from my dad <laughs> five minutes to halftime that just said cookie with a question mark. I liked so if He wanted me to go to the press. He wanted me to go to the media room because I've done it a few times for him. Get the cookie. Bring it up to him in the stands. <laughs> I like cookie delivery. No, I like that, <laughs> that we have a specific food association for each biscuit family member. Oh, yeah. Your mom's the uh, – Skinny uh, smart pop. pop, skinny pop, yeah. yeah. Yep. And you, potato. That's right. Dad, cookie. Me, the list is very long, but for the show, it's potato. <laughs> and, right. now, and now angry about bacon. Uh, <laughs> I, talk, I was talking to people that sit around us there, and I was like, look, Filipowski is, is he's looking, he's not even looking for his own shot. In the first half, he didn't look for his own shot hardly at all. Uh, he was surveying the floor and kicking that ball across the, and finding open men everywhere. Look, yeah. Look, they, sorry, I wish you had a mic. It I didn't, like, yeah, yeah, I wasn't blown away. 
uh, by him uh, last night. It's funny that you, that you said that there wasn't anything that impressed. Uh, no, like, no, 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 no. I understand. It, there, it's not that there's nothing that impresses me. It's nothing that I haven't seen yet. You know, yeah. like nothing that encourages me, makes me think they're going to win more games because the defensive side is so bad that it's hard for me to be encouraged by by things going on on the offensive side of the ball. Like there's people, there's fun things to watch on the offensive side of the ball, but as soon as they go to the other end and give up a wide open three. Like, Filipowski would have had, like, eight assists if they had hit the threes. That he, was, he was finding people over the floor. That's what I was impressed with with Filipowski, is that I thought he had a really good floor game, you know, and he could see the floor well. I think it's interesting with this team um, that they have not been able to get them to play, like, together, like, team ball on defense, like, at all. But they have gotten them to embrace, I think, some – selflessness on offense yeah somehow like the, the last place you would expect it but i think it's almost like a short-sighted selflessness they're like if i give the ball up I, i'm gonna get it right back you know what i mean like i don't know that it's real but it's just weird to see them i think be a little more team oriented and everything on offense and just it never translates they just forget each other as soon as they cross over midcourt i thought that um that's funny. I don't think you're wrong. Uh, that's it's. Uh, I thought most of the year that they've been pretty good about sharing the ball on offense. Trey White being the one exception that a lot of times he's a bit of a black hole when he gets it, uh, which works out sometimes. I mean, Wakey didn't miss a shot, but it does affect the way other people move, I think, when he gets the ball. Uh, if you're expecting it back, you play <laughs> a little bit different. You know, if you know you're not getting it back, I mean, it's human nature. You know what I'm saying? You may stop moving. If you I, may, you if may if just I be like, all right, well, Trey's going to cook. I guess I'll just if I set you know, the, I that ball back. If I set the over-under. But he was he was fine last night. I'm not, I'm not you know. If I set the over-under on charges drawn by Trey White for the, the rest of the season at a half, you taking the under, you going over. Coach Lieberman's got the under. Coach o- <laughs> voted for the under. Right? <laughs> like, I'm, like, at, like, that's what I'm ready to see. I mean, whatever, but I'm, re- I'm ready to see some, please, his allergy to, to sweat, yeah. you know, like other people, you know, it, it's off-putting at some point he, I because mean, he, he's really skilled. He'll work hard to get his And I just shot, hate though. a skilled person who's like a germaphobe. <laughs> like, you can't, this, is not the, you're, this is not for you. Germaphobe. <laughs> you understand what I mean? When I'm, I do. I do. I do. But I thought, I mean, I don't know. I think, I think last night he, he – I'll put it this way: the ball didn't. the The end of the possession wasn't when Trey White got the ball last night. If you want something positive, the ball was passed away from Trey White a few times last night. Does that check the box for you? Sure. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of skilled guys on the offensive end. I just wish it translated to the other end. But if you're not getting, <laughs> another the listeners have been great today. Lots of people came out to uh, check I'll out Twin it, Peaks, man. man. It's awesome. Let's get uh, Kenny in here really quick. <laughs> Kenny, welcome into the drive on Nintendo Bell out here at Twin Peaks. What's up? Hey, guys. Uh, I was there last night. I'm going to tell you something. The crowd was wonderful. Uh, we're, it was. we're still Louisville. Not, nothing, That's nothing's right. going to change that. Uh, the uh, When Zan, early in the game, he went after a loose ball on the floor. He sure did. It, yeah. Grabbed it. He's holding his feet up in the air because if he puts them back down on the floor and picks them up, it's a walk. 
And and we got the ball, I think. And the crowd loved him. They went nuts for him. Yep. And uh, that's America. You know, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> the country's not going to fall apart. Little old Louisville, Kentucky isn't going to fall apart. But the coolest, something I saw, I've had season tickets since 1981. And uh, I've been to most of the games this year. I've missed a couple of them. But anyway, uh, I'll get old and I get tired. But uh, there was a <laughs> halftime. I don't know if you guys were there or not. Halftime, they bring a guy out with a golf ball and a putter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's like Puff for Pappy. four by four. And the guy nailed it. The place went nuts. It was one of the most electric moments that I've ever experienced. <laughs> and I've seen some stuff. I have seen it, you know. And I was there with Bill cooked uh, Memphis State, you know, in 1986 at the buzzer. He goes down, drives the baseline, hits a shot, gets fouled. We beat Memphis State by Dana Kirk went nuts. You know, I was there yeah. for that. I was there for the last game at Freedom Hall when Cal Curry. Oh, sure. It, I've been there, but last night when that – and he got all excited. <laughs> he ran around. Oh, he was going nuts. It was great. Over a lousy quart of whiskey. What's that say about – Louisville, Kentucky people. I have something to tell you about how much that 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 whiskey's worth. But uh, oh yeah, yeah. I know. Hey, <laughs> right? right. I, I love y'all. See ya. Thanks for the call, right, dude. Right. That was that was the most electric so, moment of the entire night. That it was, was incredible. It was really fun. I, I, the, the crowd was into that thing, and I think picked up on the fact that he was pretty well lined up at like mid court. Yeah, because when it got to mid court. People stood up. It's like, oh, everyone's <laughs> getting stood up. Stood up and started to to where I was looking. At, it was halftime. I'm looking at my computer at halftime. Yeah. And I looked up because the crowd started to, like, go. And then, sure enough, man, he drained that thing. I think it was 15-year-old. I believe he got 15-year-old, Pappy, last night. But we can ask Mark. That was you know, the, It was the most electric year. single moment of the year oh, for in sure. the Emerson. For sure. It was. The crowd went crazy. It's also... As some other people pointed out, that it's one of the most Kentucky things ever, Louisville things ever. Hey, we are what we is are. That, right, is that we're at a college basketball game, and Putt for Pappy, which is a phenomenal uh, promotion, by the way. Totally agree. And just biggest celebration you've ever seen, and that's the hypest the crowd's been all year. Perfect. And he nailed it. Perfect. Good for him. It's a dream. That is not easy to put on. It's like putting on glass, putting on a, <laughs> a basketball court. So it was the two biggest moments of the Kenny Payne era, the putt for Pappy, and then last year that dog incident late in the, game, late in the season. <laughs> what do you, well, you took a dump on the corn. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a halftime? Was the halftime performance? It dog? was. Yeah, it was, it was the poor dog that was nervous <sighs> and, and uh, clearly off his game a little bit and took a poop on the court. And it was, it was almost the strong – it was just too strong of a metaphor – like, you know, you're like, all right, if it was a TV writer, you'd be like, yeah. well, why don't we back off a little bit here? Let's, you know, it's a little too obvious. Yeah, it was like a couple what, a couple of years ago the roof was leaking <laughs> before a game, and you're like, it just sort of like, you just sit sort there. Of, like of course it is. Was that during yeah. like the last year of I think Mac, it was, maybe? Yeah, I think it was during the Mike Pegues. <laughs> yeah, like, his brief run at <laughs> so the end. Going, Come on, man, this is a little heavy-handed. All right, a little heavy-handed with the symbolism. Let's let's back off a little bit. Yeah, right. If this was like a <laughs> riding class, shark. I'd be like, yeah, chill, like chill. Yeah, you've gone a little overboard there. <laughs> uh, another texter, by the way, suggesting that Curtis Williams a little bit of a black hole too. Uh, agree, but I'm kind of am okay with that. Yeah, for him, like he, he catches and shoots are pretty confidently, and they don't it's have part all, of his role. They don't yeah. have hardly any of that at all. So if he's going to do it, 
If he's okay. open behind the arc, like I just maybe I'm just happy someone's passing. You're the best pure, maybe that's the best pure shooter on the team. I think you, I think that's true. Yeah. When Mike gets rolling, he's pretty. He's got a pretty jumper too. Look, I really it's it sounds almost sour grapesy, but I, I just <laughs> I left there not not blown away by Duke. Uh, in particular, they couldn't like blow by Louisville, and kind of everyone has. I think, once I think they, that they should be worried about that. I think there's some of their – so they started to go back to the paint late. Well, they were settling for three-pointers because we were – we give three-pointers to everybody. Why wouldn't you? If they're going to give you – if they're going to give you open gym looks, you know, then, yeah, you're going to keep shooting the three. And I think when they finally realized, all right, their paint defense isn't very good either and went back to, to trying to get it to the rim some, I think that's when you saw them – you know, and then they got a few threes in the rhythm of the offense late. Uh, I think they hit at one point they were five of nineteen and they finished nine of twenty-five. So that's four of their last six threes they hit. Finally started hitting their open looks. Uh, that's what spread it back out to fourteen. But I think they're a different team with Jeremy Roach, and that's and when he went when he went down. I think it changed quite a bit too. So, and yeah, I think that was a big part of it. You know, kind of readjusting when he when he went went down again. So it's a if he's healthy, I hope it's not serious. I don't ever like to see anybody hurt. Uh, if he's back healthy, I think that can change their fortunes as a team. But they're not Carolina. Carolina's the best team in this league. I would agree with that. I, I think I was. I came away far more impressed with with North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, than than I was with Duke. I just feel like again, it they should be really concerned that they couldn't get to the rim against Louisville a lot more. Uh, Especially in the second half, I mean, Louisville bared down, and usually that kind of doesn't matter. Yeah. And, and they did. And, and I want to give Louisville some credit, you know, for that. But it felt like even when Duke was kind of aware, hey, th- like this thing's getting tighter, and it, it was bad rebounding and that sort of thing that really doomed Louisville. It wasn't like they sort of figured anything out. Yeah. And, like, if Louisville can stay in front of you, that's a problem. That's that's fair. That's fair. Like, I don't think Louisville Well, I said it earlier in the show, I think – of the last, and I don't know where to rank NC State in this. I'm kind of going back and forth. But of the last three Carolina teams we played, UNC, Wake, and Duke, I was least impressed with Duke of the three. But that's, you know, that's that that's subject to change. I think Philipowski is better than you give him credit for. <laughs> I just wasn't blown away. I don't know. I understand. I, I felt it. like in particular, you know what it was, like in the post. Like I didn't feel like he just had like a bunch of great post finishes. But he did get a lot of offensive rebounds. He did. They got a lot of offensive rebounds. Every no, no. Louisville's done all right against that this yeah. year. Maybe a core for coming back will help with that a little bit. But we have no timetable on that at this point. I think he was kind of like actually kind of dressed for the for this one. Yeah. I mean, it's it's been a kind of a persistent ankle thing. We'll see. I just, and we all know what ankles, how ankles are. They are always the most nagging injury in sports, uh, and unpredictable. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what that looks like. All I can really take out of that game is you found the sweet spot for Zan. I just want him to come in like that, like a wrecking ball, until he can't breathe. And then he's back out. There you go. That's it. If he, that's no, what we want. And it, if, he, if he gets one TV timeout, and that's it. Get him the hell out of there after that. All right. That's going to do it for us. I want to thank uh, the great folks of Twin Folks, uh, Twin Peaks out here. They have been great, great hosts uh, to us. But that is going to do it for us. You've been listening to The Drive on 93 on the Bill. See you.